Hey friends, Alyssa here. Welcome back for another episode of the Nurtured Mom Show podcast. So today's episode is for all the mamas who are feeling that mid-fall burnout. Kids are back in school, activities have you rushing around, and you're feeling that dip in energy. And just before the holiday season kicks into high gear, we're going to talk about some ways to recognize when you're burnt out and what to do about it. Let's go. Mamas, are you tired of feeling like you're surviving in motherhood instead of thriving? Does motherhood feel like a never-ending cycle of responsibilities, to-dos, and overwhelm? Do you feel disconnected from the things that really matter to you? Society tells us that being a mom means always giving and sacrificing, putting ourselves last, and feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, burnt out, stressed out, and defeated. Because that's kind of what mom life is. I want to help you change that. Let's start making you a priority. Let's get your life aligned with your values. Let's make your time work for you instead of against you. Let's get you more time in your day for the things that bring you joy, for alone time, for a motherhood unburdened by the mental load of doing all the things. Because your worth and value is not attached to how much you do. Let's start living our days with more meaning and less overwhelm. Let's stop listening to what everyone tells us a good mother should do and start being the good moms we already are. Because you, my friend, deserve a life that feels whole and thriving. And I am here to support and encourage you along the way. Each week, we'll dive into conversations about how to get you more time, less overwhelm, and living your life pouring from a full cup. I'm Alyssa Lindquist, and this is the Nurtured Mom Show podcast. Okay, friends, so today's episode is all about burnout. And I think what ends up happening with burnout is that we don't realize we're burnt out until we're like super burnt out. We, you know, go, 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 do, do, do until we crash and we literally feel like we can't do anymore. But I think if we can recognize the symptoms of burnout, we can be more preventative. We can keep burnout from getting too bad. So one of the symptoms of burnout is physical, right? So shoulder tension, muscle aches, feeling sick, feeling worn down. These are all signs that your body is trying to tell you to slow down. And you know, another symptom of burnout is feeling disinterested in the things that usually bring you joy. So if you're usually someone who like loves to cook dinner for your family every night, but you're just all of a sudden like, oh, I can't, you might be a little burnt out. Or perhaps you're feeling unmotivated, maybe procrastinating more, caring less about the quality of the things that you're doing. That's definitely a sign of burnout when you're just like trying to like get it done, but like not really caring about the quality of the things that you're doing. And disconnections, another sign of burnout, like not wanting to answer the phone, avoiding family and friends, like not really wanting to be around other people. And, you know, some people are more introverted than others, right? But I think excessive disconnection when you're normally wanting to be connected is definitely a sign of burnout. And, you know, so are feelings of anxiety and mood swings. These are all symptoms of burnout. And, you know, 
you don't have to display all of these symptoms to be burnt out. And yours might look different than someone else's. But these are just some suggestions, some idea of symptoms of burnout, where they, if you're experiencing those symptoms, you can recognize them, name them for what it is. So, oh, yeah, okay, I'm feeling burnt out. And then you can take the steps to stop it. But I also want you to remember that it's important to be kind to yourself, right? Like experiencing these symptoms is totally normal and something we all deal with. And, you know, just like a headache you take medicine for, this is no different. So I want to give you some suggestions for helping deal with burnout once you're feeling it and also be preventative about burnout. So I think an ideal place to start when dealing with burnout is setting some boundaries with yourself. So I think what's most important here is knowing yourself knowing your limits, knowing your signs and symptoms, knowing what you need, and allowing yourself when you're feeling burnt out or even before you're feeling burnt out, just make it a part of your life, but allowing yourself to take breaks to do something for you. And often that looks like getting recentered, however that may look for you, getting out into nature, taking a walk with a good friend, practicing yoga or meditation, reading a good book. Maybe it's watching Real Housewives. Maybe it's listening to a podcast or music. But, you know, I know this is easier said than done, right? We all have responsibilities and to-do lists that make taking time for ourselves really difficult. So here's one small step that you can take that I want to give you today that helps you find even like a small snippets of time so that you can, you can pause and take a break and focus on yourself. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a look at your week and I want you to ask yourself, are there any gaps in my schedule that I could fill with something for myself? If the answer is yes, great. Now I want you to go ahead and talk to who you need to talk to to make it a reality. And then I want you to put it on the calendar. Non-negotiable. If it's on the calendar, you are way more likely to follow through on it because you've scheduled time for it. It's not an on the whim thing. Taking time for yourself should be on your calendar non-negotiable. Okay. But now maybe you're looking at your, your week and maybe you're having a really hard time finding gaps. Maybe it's that you're home with littles and you just don't have the time, or you have like a really busy work schedule and kids activities. I get it. I know, I know that life too, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to find one thing on your schedule that you look at and you say, "Ugh, okay, this doesn't bring me joy. Or maybe it's something like that you kind of have to do like laundry and feeding your family. <laughs> but that's just kind of like a time consuming nuisance, right? 
So find one thing on your schedule that makes you feel that way. And I want you to ask yourself, can I eliminate this? Could I delegate it? Or maybe like, can I simplify this? So if you can eliminate it, great. If it's something you don't need in your schedule, doesn't matter to you, but it's there, take that bad boy off your schedule. And instead, put something for yourself in its place. Okay? Pretty straightforward. Although I know sometimes eliminating things is a, a bit easier said than done. But I want you to ask yourself, does it does it matter to you? Does this need to get done? Or can you toss it? Okay? And then, so maybe you can't eliminate it. So next I want you to ask yourself, is this something I can delegate? And if the answer is yes, cool. Talk to who you need to talk to to delegate this off your plate and put it in something for yourself instead. So maybe it's your husband gets home from work and cooks dinner while you go for a walk with the dog. Or maybe it's that he does baths so you can have 20 minutes to sit by yourself, decompress from your day, and scroll your phone. Whatever it is, it can be something so simple like that, right? If you can delegate something to give yourself a little chunk of time because you need it, go for it. Now, perhaps it's a task that if you simplify it, it could free up time for you. Now, in this situation where we're trying to find time for a reset for you, Something that is helpful here and a simplifying principle that I speak to is, can I batch this with something else, right? Like, is there a better time for me to do this that makes sense that would give me some free time? So maybe you choose to use the hour while your kids are at dance to grocery shop instead of using Sunday mornings for your grocery shopping day. So then Sunday mornings, you now have an hour for yoga. You know, this is just an example, but this is like the kind of thinking I want you to start, start doing. Is there another time that would make sense that would free up time for myself? Or maybe it's, you know, the laundry, right? Like maybe you've gotten in the habit of using the time your kids are at school to fold laundry. So maybe like your your preschooler is in a three-hour program in the morning and you end up using that whole three hours to do laundry and house stuff. Because yeah, it's, it's way easier to do those kind of tasks without the kids around. I get it. But I want you to consider what would it look like if you folded laundry like sitting on the living room floor while y'all are watching a show together later that night. Because then that kid free time that you have in the morning is no longer being used to get the house back in order. 
and you know, if this doesn't make sense for you, don't by all means don't do it. But I'm just trying to give you a new perspective, right? It's it's thinking like, okay, can I find a better time that would free up some time for my self-care? For showing up for myself? Then you know, start thinking that way, right? But I also want you to remember that guilt is your enemy here. So maybe the reason you do laundry while the kids are at school is because you feel like you need to use that time productively. Maybe sometimes, though, the best and most productive thing you can do is to take time for yourself, not fold laundry. Okay? Or maybe maybe folding laundry in the morning is something that's helpful to you because then you feel like you have less on your plate. I get that, too. But the point is, don't do anything because you feel guilty otherwise or you feel like you should. Those are your worst enemies, right? And I think, you know, on another note, I think setting some boundaries with yourself also means honoring your biorhythms, right? Like what your body naturally gravitates to, where your energy levels are, right? Like, so are you a morning person or a night person? When are you most productive in your day? Like, so for me, it's definitely mornings. I am a morning person. You will never, ever catch me exercising in the evening or at nighttime. For someone else, you may never, ever catch them exercising in the morning, right? But it's just getting a sense of where your natural energies lie, right? And a good question to ask yourself in trying to figure this out is what would your ideal schedule look like? Are you a do a whole bunch in a few days with a few days off type type of person? Are you the type of person who needs like just a few tasks each day scattered throughout your week? And something also with this and biorhythms is being aware of your menstrual cycles, right? So close to your period, you're probably going to have a lot less energy. Closer to ovulation, like the midpoint of your cycle, you're most likely going to be the most energetic, most outgoing, most creative version of yourself. And this isn't the end all be all. I know we can't fully structure our days around our menstrual cycles, but it's something to keep in mind, right? Like I really try to cut myself a break in those days leading up to and during my period because I have such little energy and that's okay. What my body needs is rest, not an intense workout. It's just something to keep in the back of your mind when you're kind of flowing through your days and listening to your body and like what it needs. Okay. So dealing with burnout. We've recognized that we need to set some boundaries with ourselves. Now, we also need to set some boundaries around our interactions with others, aka saying no. This can be a tough one, but I'll tell you what research has shown that the more difficulty you have with saying no, the more likely you are to experience burnout. I get it. I get it though. It's, this is something I struggled with. 
I'm a people pleaser by nature, and I'm also an Enneagram too. And if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, I'm the helper Enneagram. (laughs) So this is something I have had to work really, really hard to get better at. I would say yes to like all the PTO committees, playdates, birthday parties, fundraisers, outings, activities, helping friends. Because on some level, I really do enjoy and find fulfillment in helping others. But the problem was, is I was helping all the things. (laughs) I was doing all the things and I was on a fast road to burnout. I was constantly overwhelmed. Constantly. And guess what? It was because I was committing to things because I felt like I should. Not because they mattered personally to me. And, you know, I think this can be hard too, right? Like, of course, supporting your child's school, supporting charities helping friends is good and important work. But I'm here to tell you, sweet friends, if you're going to do it out of a feeling of obligation, then out of passion or out of purpose, you actually aren't serving the people you are helping. You aren't serving the people you're helping. And you're not serving yourself. And you aren't able to give fully to what actually matters to you. When you're spreading yourself so thin, trying to help everything, try to be a part of everything, you can't give the full attention to the fewer things that really matter to you. And that's not a life. That's not fulfillment. You have, you have to allow yourself the grace of saying no. Saying no allows you to gain back your precious time and energy. And you know, by the way, if there's someone in your life that drains you of energy, It's okay to distance yourself from them as well and say no to that too. You have to give yourself the grace of saying no for your well-being to avoid burnout. And I know, I know this is hard. I get it. So here are some tips for actually saying no. So. One tip I have is be preemptive, right? When you have a concrete reason for saying no, it makes saying it much easier. Like by blocking out time on your calendar for your priorities, putting it on the calendar, like your self-care time. (laughs) This is a concrete reason that you now have to say no. You already have plans, right? It makes saying no so much easier. Now, approaching this conversation, say someone asks you to be a part of, you know, a project that they're working on for a charity or whatever. 
So you would start the conversation and start with a compliment. Like, oh my gosh, what a wonderful thing you're doing. And then you can give them an answer and say something like, unfortunately, I'm knee deep in another project right now, so I can't commit to more. And then you can show your gratitude. Like something like, but thank you so much for reaching out. And then you can encourage them. You are going to be great at leading that project. And then change the subject or excuse yourself. So you could say something like, how are your kids liking soccer? So just to recap, someone asked you to be a part of a charity project that they're working on. You could say, oh my gosh, what a wonderful thing you're doing. Unfortunately, I'm knee deep in another project right now, so I can't commit to more. But thank you so much for reaching out to me. You're going to be great at leading that project. And I'm so excited for you. By the way, how are the kids liking soccer? Right? It doesn't, it doesn't need to be a big thing. It can be scary, especially when you're an Enneagram too and you're a people pleaser to say no to people, especially when you care about them. And especially in an ideal world, you could do that project, but you have to know your limitations, right? And approaching the conversation from that perspective of honoring and showing up for yourself is the best place to start. Okay. So that's that those are my tips for saying no. It's a work in progress. Don't beat yourself up. But just slowly but surely start practicing saying no to the things that you just cannot commit to. So we've spoken to how to deal with and prevent burnout by setting boundaries for yourself, setting boundaries around your interactions with others. And now a third area and help that helps deal with burnout is setting boundaries around the roles you play and how they intersect. So to give you an example, does your work time blend in with your family time often? And that makes you feel overwhelmed and stressed. Maybe it's that you're trying to get work done and you're with your kids around, or maybe you're trying to have family time, but your work emails keep popping up on your phone. This can be difficult, right? Especially during this pandemic when everyone's been working from home. And I think you can definitely apply some of the principles of time management to this. Boundaries around your time can be helpful here. So let's say getting work done with the kids kids around isn't cutting it. I want you to consider when you could when could be a better time for you to work. If you have that option, right? Maybe you work part-time from home. And perhaps you use nap time to work. If they don't nap, maybe let them hang out and play in their crib. Or put a show on. Maybe working before they get up makes sense to you. Or after they go to bed. It really doesn't matter like when or how. But I want you to consider an alternative time for working if it's available to you and see if it works. Okay. Now, maybe it's that 
your work time keeps cutting into your family time. And I want you to consider setting some strict boundaries around your work versus family time. And if it's helpful to you, put your phone in the other room. Do not feel guilty for shutting off work so you can be present with your family. Remember, those feelings of guilt and shoulds and have tos are what is going to push you into burnout territory. But now I want you to be careful here, okay? You have to do what makes sense to you, okay? Do what makes sense to you. If working with your kids around doesn't bug you, you do you, boo. Don't for one second feel guilty about taking a work call during planned family time if you need to. It's good to have a baseline for a typical day of what is work time and what is family time. But life is not in a box. Things come up, plans change, stuff needs to get done. I want you to take these ideas that I'm giving you, suggestions, and decide if you're going to implement something. But always remember, or put like your own tweak on it, right? But always remember this is your baseline. This is not your end-all, be-all for your day all the time. Life isn't in a box, okay? And something that I think is really important here for you to remember is that there's no secret formula to balance. I think often we are constantly torn between what's more important, our family or the other stuff. Balance is difficult. Is a constant pushing and pulling of demands, needs, obligations, desires, distractions. And here's the thing. Balance is not equal. All the things in your life are not going to be equal. It all ebbs and flows. Sometimes obligations take more of a front seat than family. Sometimes family takes more of a front seat than obligations. But the beauty is, is that it's always ebbing and flowing. And none of it's wrong. When something is more of a priority right now, it doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. Okay? And remember, sweet friends, filling your tank isn't selfish. It is one of the most selfless things you can do. Showing up for yourself means recognizing how you feel, what you need, and then making decisions that respect those things. It means taking a break when you need it. And it means turning off the negative self-talk that makes you feel guilty or thinking that there's too much to do. That's what leads to burnout. And it means making hard decisions that are right for you, even when others don't approve. I think often we feel so obligated to others that we forget that we matter. You matter. Commit to protecting time for yourself. Commit to honoring yourself. 
And remember, you are worth it. And you are 100% responsible for and capable of filling your own cup. Until next week, friends. Thank you so much for listening in today. And just in case you didn't know, we have a private Facebook group dedicated to furthering the conversations we have on the podcast. Our Facebook group will help you apply what we talk about in the show each week. Plus, it's a wonderful community of wonderful moms supporting and encouraging each other on this journey of motherhood. I would be so thrilled if you joined us in this movement towards a more nurtured motherhood. To join us, just go to alyssalinquist.com slash Facebook. Thanks for tuning in, Mama. See you next week. Oh, and also, before you go, if you would like to listen to a cute little snippet of me with my kids while I was recording this podcast, (laughs) continue listening. Okay, so I have some special guests tonight because I am recording this while my kiddos are home for the day, and I'm recording it after dinner time. So they both wanted to pop on and say hello. What do you (laughs) girls want to say? Hello. (laughs) Hello. Good job. I'm a good. Hello. Hello. Do you girls want to say anything else? Sure. What do you want to say? We painted pumpkins today at school. We got to paint um the part, and I'm actually going to do Uni the Unicorn. So mm-hmm. um, it, they're drying at school tonight, so don't pull them back. Okay, so that you can do the decorating? Yeah, we're going nice. to add like, details Hi, to it, time. and we draw to it. Nice. What are you going to say, Ty? What do you want to say? Me. What do you want to say? What do you want to say, Tay Tay? Oh, it's falling out. It's, it's falling okay. Out. Here, you can use mine. What do you want to say? Go ahead, just talk. Go ahead, just talk, Bubba. Taylor's literally putting it against the mic. Oh, that's <laughs> Tay, say something. Mom. What did you do at school today? Tay mm. Tay, you want to say? So Taylor is kind of shy, and she wants to say. Um, she wanted to say, um, can you guess my favorite color? You want, you want everybody to guess what your favorite color is? Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll have everybody guess Guess. your favorite color and see who gets it right. Yeah. I'll post it on Instagram. Uh Yeah. So don't say it. We'll reveal it another week. And my favorite color. Okay. So the task this week, friends, is to figure out what my kids' favorite colors are. What Riley's favorite color yeah, is, what Taylor's and, favorite color is. And maybe okay. Miss Brown might know. Ms. Yeah. Brown might know. Okay. All right. What do you girls say? Say bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Can I have one more question? What do you want to say? What's your favorite candy? Oh, before Halloween, what's your favorite candy? My favorite candy is chocolate and rainbow flavor. Chocolate and rainbow flavor. Mine what's yours? Um, what are they called? Um, sour Skittles. Yeah, Sour Skittles. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It's gonna be so much you heard that here first, folks. Favorite Halloween candy, Sour Skittles and chocolate and rainbow. All right. Say bye, girls. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.